service in this room than anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on my the Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. <laughs> Good yes. morning. It's Wednesday. It's hump day, middle of the week. Oh, How you man. guys doing? How y'all feeling? I feel great. I invested in AMC stock about a month ago, so I feel damn good. Good for you. Okay. That's right. And I don't know but nothing when about the stock game. Huh? I was going to say, when do you decide if you're going to keep it, sell it? Well, I took out my uh, initial investment actually yesterday. So what I put into it uh, has tripled. So I took out my initial investment and, you know, the rest is just house money. Plus, I believe in AMC because I believe in movie theaters, you know. And what made me invest in the stock actually was uh, looking at a Marvel uh, promo that they did showing all the movies that they got coming out over the next couple of years. And I was just like, yeah, movie theaters got to come back. That's just common sense. Everybody don't have theaters in their houses. Plus, I enjoy going to the movie theater. So they always say invest in something that you like. So that's what I did. Yeah, that's a great investment. That's what they always say. If there's something that you like, something that you're into, something that you use, mm-hmm. those are the things that you should invest in because usually those are the things that everybody uses and those are the things that do well. Well, congratulations on your stock investment. Man, it was $9 a share when I bought it. Now it's like, I think yesterday it closed at 32 Nice. Hey, man. Hey, man, God is good, man. God is great. Is he? Is, is, well, not is he, because I don't know if he's he or she, but yes, God is great. Yes. All right. Well, I'm in Detroit. I'll be back tomorrow. I've been on my, I feel like on a world tour. I was in uh, Dominican Republic for a little bit. Then I was in Miami, Vegas, and now Detroit. So I'll so, be back uh, home who, tomorrow. Somebody told me they was with you in Vegas. Who told me they was with you in Vegas yesterday? I forgot. Uh, the only person I seen, I seen uh, somebody that used to go to school with Wax, that played football with Wax. I ran into him in the lobby. Um, who else? Akon. I don't, I don't know. Not, no, I definitely was not just <laughs> randomly talking to Akon. Louis V. Akon, Louis V. I was with Louis V. No, nah, it wasn't Louis. I, wasn't I ain't talked to Louis this weekend. Who was it? Mm. Booth. That's who it was. Oh, Booth. Booth. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Booth. I did see Booth in uh, Vegas. I had, I had a great time. And, and, you know, the world is getting back open and people are starting to head back out. I'm just getting praying back. that the cases are, are not rising. Um, less and less wearing of masks. But people are saying they are vaccinated. So... We'll see what happens. So fingers I, crossed. I, I think when people yeah. say getting back open, it just all depends on where you at. Because I was in and South. You're from Ca- Atlanta. That's right. <laughs> and I was in South Carolina of uh, uh, Thursday and Friday. Things look open to me. Yeah. Well, you know, June first for a lot of people. Like for instance, Vegas, June first, they're fully open. Uh, uh, casinos fully open, uh, full capacity. When it comes to restaurants and nightclubs, it's June second, Indy. Uh, uh, but June 1st yesterday, that's when yes. it started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also uh, in Detroit as well. So now things are at full capacity in most places and you don't have to wear your mask outside. So, yeah, things are uh, open, open. Well, I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And we'll talk more about that. I was at an event yesterday at the Skyline Mansion and mm-hmm. former NFL player Felix Jones owns it. But it was owned by a member of the Ku Klux Klan who also participated in the Tulsa massacre. What? So, yes. The person's still so alive? He bought the house. No, he bought it. Well, it, that's who used to own it. Oh. And now, uh, 
retired NFL player Felix Jones owns it. He wanted to buy it since he was young, and now he's turned it into like a great community center uh, for people. Yeah, so it's really dope. And you know, they did this whole uh, they did this whole album for people who were born here in Tulsa. They actually put out an album uh, okay. on Friday. So, all right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Well, President Joe Biden was out here in Tulsa yesterday as well, and we'll tell you what he had to say as he was marking the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Let's start off with NBA playoffs last night. The Brooklyn Nets beat Boston Celtics 123-109. Now they will take on the Greek Freak. The Nuggets beat the Trailblazers. By the way, by the way, by the way, Charlemagne the God uh, pick Bucks and seven against the Nets. I don't think so. I'm I'm just saying Bucks and seven. I think the Nets and six. Now the Nuggets beat the Trailblazers 147-140, and the Phoenix Suns beat the Lakers 115-85. Slow that. Slow that. Say that last one a little slower. Say that last one a little slower. I like that one. Say that one again. Phoenix Suns beat Mm -hmm. the L.A. Lakers by 30, Mm 115-85. Nothing I enjoy more than uh, texting uh, L.A. Lakers fans and just say things like, how are you? Thinking about you. Don't say nothing about the game. Just say, how are you? Thinking about you. AD did not play, <laughs> and he's still questionable for the next game. Oh, no. The son, son, son's wrapping this series up. Lakers going home first round. All right. What else we got, Ye? Well, let's talk about Joe Biden in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So he was here yesterday, and he was talking about 100 years ago what happened in Tulsa. 35 blocks of Greenwood that were left in ash and ember. Uh, the 1,100 black homes and businesses that were lost. Insurance companies that rejected claims of damage. 10,000 people left destitute and homeless, placed in internment camps. And how that still has not been rectified. He said this was a massacre among the worst in our history. Then he went on to discuss plans uh, that are aimed specifically at helping black people with uh, economically. Today, we're announcing two expanded efforts targeted toward black wealth creation that will also help the entire community. The first is my administration has launched an aggressive effort to combat racial discrimination in housing. That includes everything from redlining to the cruel fact that a home owned by a black family is too often appraised at lower value than a similar home owned by a white family. Uh, all of that sounds great, but we know that already. Yeah, but we know that. Yeah, what is he doing for exactly. that? Like he just said, yeah, we know uh, redlining. We know that black in the black community is is a lot cheaper in homes in the white community. We know that. So, but what, how do we fix it? That's what's so frustrating. Like I don't even know why Joe Biden went there empty-handed. He should have, you know, signed some type of executive order saying he thinks this is what the residents of Greenwood <laughs> should be getting. Like, don't come to Greenwood and tell us what we already know. You, the president, act like it. Well, he was talking about different plans that he has, like some grants that are totaling $15 billion that will target neighborhoods where people have been cut off from jobs, schools and businesses because of previous transportation investments. And the American Job Plan will also invest $31 billion to support minority owned businesses. We waiting. So that is um, all in that plan. And they're also going to publish two fair housing rules, as well as restore fair housing definitions and certifications and reinstate the department's discriminatory ethics um, effects standard. He declared a new effort to address inequity in home appraisal, like we just said, and to combat housing discrimination. Um, so those are some of the things that he said he's going to do. Here's what else Joe Biden had to say. Second, small businesses are the engines of our economy and the glue of our communities. I'm determined to use every taxpayer's dollar that is assigned to me to spend 
going to American companies and American workers to build, that build American products. And as part of that, I'm going to increase the share of the dollars the federal government spends to small disadvantaged businesses, including black and brown small businesses. Right now it calls for 10 percent. I'm going to move that to 15 percent of every dollar spent will be spent in America. That sounds good. But so, so Greenwood was just a backdrop for them? Like they didn't actually go there and uh, present anything to the residents of Greenwood. Like they, the residents of Greenwood aren't getting any of their reparations that they're looking for. Oh, well, listen, they definitely have to do something because he did meet with surviving members of the community. He toured the Greenwood Cultural Center. So they have not announced anything. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. we were saying yesterday, you know, we heard from one woman who's 107 years old. She was seven mm-hmm. when the uh, mm-hmm. Tulsa massacre happened. And she hasn't seen anything from that. Yeah, I'm just. So, ta- yes, those. Oh, go ahead. What'd you say? I was going to say, yes, those uh, descendants and the people who are still alive, I think there's three of them. Mm-hmm. They deserve compensation. And I would hope that they would live to be able to see that. Yeah. And, and their children and their grandchildren. You know, I'm just I'm just tired of people in power who know what the problems are, but don't show up with any solutions. And if you need Congress to pass those things, just say that. But, you know, just to stand there in Greenwood and tell us a whole bunch of stuff that we already know. eh, that's kind of disrespectful to what they're fighting for. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, peace. It's Kareem. How's everyone? Hey, what's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Yeah, man, I know we've been talking about Tulsa and black history and stuff yesterday. Uh, let me ask you guys a question. When is the last time you took your children to a local public library? Um, all the time. Well, there was a local public library in the last town I lived in. My wife tends to take my daughters there frequently, actually. Yeah, about a year and a half ago for myself, uh, yeah. right before COVID, yeah. my kids would go there to, to study or... Uh, extra. Yeah, don't feel bad, man. I, I was the same way. Like, they're virtual ghost town. And I, I'm guilty of it. The only reason I found out is because we homeschool our children. You know what I mean? And our children love to read. But the fact in this digital age, you know, you, people check Google and stuff, and Google is not always right and exact. That's a My fact. A and, you know, uh, she, she told me some schools across America is actually teaching our children that we volunteered to come over here during the transatlantic slave trade. To work on plantations. Now, that's a lie being told. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So, so what we're trying to do right now is start children the truth, man. This is why the history books are so important. You know what I mean? People have to crack open books. Even in school now, they're not sending children home with uh, textbooks. There's no more studying going on. Everybody's on tablets and cell phones. You're right. Re- I mean, re- reading reading is a lost art. Like, actually picking up a book and reading it is a lost art. Exactly. And one last thing, brothers and sisters. My, my wife and I are putting together a children's book. We're actually trying to put some right now, educational children's book, to educate them. And we're taking contributions. And if you or your listeners would like to donate, you can do it uh, through my cash app, man. And the cash app is Remo1953. That's dollar sign, R-E-E-M-O-1953. Well, give us a little more before we make this investment. Now, what's this children's book about exactly? Oh, it's just, it's really just basically, now we have books out there like that that tell black history and stuff, but we, we bring it up to modern age, like, you know, real life events, so things that our children go through and ask questions, and we put that in a book. We, we have certain words, if children want to learn certain words, we underline them, call them cool words, at the end of the book, they'll be able to, we'll define those words for them. 
You got know? you. All right, brother. Thank you for calling in. Hello, who's this? Yes, good morning. This is Ryan from Manhattan. Ryan, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Oh, uh, I'm feeling pretty pretty good today. Um, like half kind of regret and half less. I was driving to work thinking about uh, how, like uh, a month ago, I bought some stock in AMC, and I wish I had bought more of it. But now I'm going to say, well, I'm actually grateful that it's actually tripled. And then you guys get on, get on the radio, and the first thing Charlamagne says is, how huh, who's AMC stock? I'm like, wow, what a weird coincidence. That's so dope. What you mean it's a weird coincidence? It went from $9 to, what, 32 a share? Of course it's going to triple. Ah, uh, yo, you know, I'm, re- I'm really happy about that. I'm like, dang, I should have invested some more back then. I invested a, I invested a decent amount. I didn't invest 10% of my portfolio, but I invested a decent amount. Well, just be so, glad you did hey, it. Uh, hey, would you guys and, mind if grateful. I shout out my Instagram before? Go ahead, brother. Uh, sure. Uh, you, you should, I'll follow on Fly Arts and Brushes. Read that mobile sip and paint company in New Jersey and New York. Hit us up. And one love to all of you. All Peace, right, brother. King. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 105.1. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is the child support guy. Good morning, Adjutant, Envy. Good morning. What's up, bro? Peace, King. Get it off your chest. Why are you the child support guard? Yeah, man. Hey, listen, man. You know, I'm the child support guard, man. You know, I was trying to make a little extra money because, you know, child support kicking me in my behind. But I'm delivering some food, and somehow I ran into a beautiful woman, you know what I'm saying, picking up her food. And, you know, I felt like shooting my shot. What's wrong with that? Now, you got me on the shade room, the truth, everybody talking about me like I did something wrong. What's wrong with talking to a beautiful woman in this world, man? Why they got me all over the Internet like that? What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? Bro? Yeah, over the internet. <laughs> what? Oh, you ain't see the shade room video with the uh, the delivery guy and, and, and some dude came on the uh, camera talking about man, oh, no. and screamed on it. I saw yeah, it was the man. woman's husband was on the video and he screamed on I the dude no that was trying to talk about, to his bro. wife. Why do y'all think it. that just because it's on the shade room, the whole world saw it, or at least the whole black population? Charlamagne, that was the funniest thing I ever seen in my life. Well, I happen to I happen to see it. <laughs> Let me go look. So there was a delivery person coming to this woman's house, and uh, uh, oh, oh, yo, oh, yeah, yeah, you. uh, He was uh, out of the country, right? He was in Haiti, right, or something like that. And and yeah, that wasn't you, man. That wasn't me. Go it wasn't me. Go to the child support guard on Instagram. Yeah, Yo, you got to stop calling yourself the child support guard, bro. Like, I don't even understand why you call yourself oh, man, that. Man, they, man, child support kill me. All my baby mamas put me on child support, man. How many baby mamas How you got, brother? How much you pay I a month? Three How much you pay? Two hundred and sixty a week. And you proud of that? Hell no, I ain't proud of that. I stand on the front line for fathers who suffer from paying child support, bro. Okay. So wait, you pay two hundred and sixty a week for three children? I got the receipts, man. They listen. The reason why I call myself that is because my life been affected by child support. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think a lot of females should get child support, bro. They, they got to take care of the kids. I, I just <laughs> need you to back up. So you said, wait, 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 260. Daddy take care of the baby, homie. 260 a week, you said, for three kids? I think you need to start wearing condoms. I think you need to stop laying down adjustment. with women and, and, and having unprotected sex. That doesn't sound like a lot of money to me for three kids. Well, you're going to have to keep paying that child support. <laughs> did you, listen, did you hear what he just said? 
What? Ladies, this is who you breeding with. A man who said condoms takes away the feeling. He's absolutely right. Yes, sir. Listen, listen, Charlemagne. All I want to do is one. That's it. All of that putting on condoms. (laughs) That, how many? How we gonna make kids? Hey, have a hey. You, you killing? You killing your seed, bro? Hey, have a blessed you day, King. King, have a blessed day, King. Goodness sending you gracious. healing, had, sending healing energy to I you and hurts. your baby mamas, King. Ladies, y'all better be careful out here in these streets. Yeah, <laughs> okay. not letting somebody using a right condom there. is killing your kids now. Come on, that sounds ridiculous. Just want y'all to know, AMC stock is at forty-two dollars a share right now. Just want to throw that out there. Not 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 bragging or nothing. Just it's forty-two thirty-six actually. Forty-two. Get it off your chest. Oh, just shout up again. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about an arrest that was made in Miami after a shooting. Now they had detained a baby and questioned him. And we'll give you some more details. Why was a baby shooting? Babies can fire guns? Oh, my we didn't we'll get say into it, next. it was Where was the this baby? child's mother? Oh, stop it. We'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report with Angela Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, I am excited for this. You can lower the applause, yes. Um, Amazon Studios is going to be putting out My Life. It's an upcoming documentary about Mary J. Blige's highly successful second album. And it's executive produced by Mary J. Blige, Diddy, um, Ashana Ayers. It's directed by Vanessa Roth. And it will give viewers an inside look at the demons and blessings that inspired that record. Here is the trailer. In the neighborhood we lived in, it's like prison. There was a lot wrong and there was a lot I needed to get out. That's why I had that pen. Sleep don't come easy. Mm. My life was probably my darkest album. At one of the darkest times I've had. Most of the times I was just depressed and didn't want to live. I had it all inside and I was able to sing it and write it. I didn't know that so many people felt the same way. Man, drop on the clues bombs for the icon Mary Woo! J. Blige. Absolutely. I'm okay. excited about this one. Man, my life is one of the greatest bodies of work ever. If I had to live one album for the rest of my life, my life would absolutely probably be that album. Okay. Well, that's going to be June 25th on Amazon Prime. Come on now. All right, now the baby was detained and questioned after a shooting on South Beach. The shooting reportedly happened just after 11.30 p.m. Monday night outside Prime 112 on Ocean Drive and First Street. Two people were said to have been shot. One had a leg injury while the other was shot in the shoulder. But what ended up happening, and there has been an update on this story, he was released and he and 12 people in his entourage were taken in for questioning overnight. And they said a private jet had been on standby all day in Miami to fly the baby back to L.A. immediately upon his release. But the another artist, his name is Wisdom, uh, he faces charges which are including attempted murder right now. The other man arrested was Christopher Urena, 29 years old. The arrest came after uh, on Tuesday. And what they are saying is um, the shooting happened before midnight. Two people, like we said, were shot and one was critically shot. Police had to temporarily shut down that block in both directions. And they said they believe that the two people they arrested are the ones who are responsible for the shooting. So yeah, we'll keep said- you guys updated. But they said, according to a police report, two men were trying to get in their car at around 11.20 p.m. in front of the restaurant when they got into a fight with the famous musical entourage. That's when the rapper, according to the victim, pulled out a gun. And they're saying that one of them then shot one of the two men in the right calf. And the victim was then able to identify 
wisdom as the shooter, according to the report. I believe one of the victims, I, I believe, are paralyzed. I read in the paper. They said he's uh, paralyzed, which is very, very sad. Yeah, they said one victim is in critical condition. The other one um, was shot in the leg and their mm -hmm. names were not released. Eek. Dang. All right. Mm hmm. Now, Magic Guard Terrence Ross said that his Lamborghini was stolen from a dealership in the Orlando area, and then it was totaled early on Tuesday morning. That SUV is valued at more than $200,000. Here's what he said on Instagram. Two guys broke into the dealership, went through desks, grabbed keys, go out to the lot, and start seeing which key works. My key to my flat Lambo gets stolen off the lot. They take this car, they start to the chase, lose control of it and crash it into the side of a building completely total so explain this to me right because i you know i haven't done crime in a very long time when people steal these cars are they going to sell them are they joyriding what they doing well there's two things one uh well that car costs close to three hundred thousand dollars but uh they do two things one they can joyride or two they ship them overseas so right now they're not making that many cars because of the pandemic so they have to catch back up so cars are at a high premium people are paying overpriced for cars so it's it's they they'll put that in a container and send it overseas and 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 you know double or triple the price the kids that overseas. stole i'm not saying it's kids but people that stole it would send it overseas or they would no. go to somebody else yeah what they usually do is uh they usually have guys that steal a car they usually pay them a thousand to three thousand dollars to take the car and then uh when they sell it overseas they sell it for thirty forty thousand overseas and you know whatever it is so they usually get younger kids to do it because the younger kids they're only 15 16 they'll get no real jail time they'll get a community service or juvie or something light that's why they get these younger kids that usually steal these cars. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Well, Terrence Ross is sick. He said this was a birthday gift for his 30th birthday earlier this year. Yeah, the sad thing, it'd be hard for him to find it again because, like I said, they're not making cars. And that car was a, a bright orange 2021. So it was, a, it was a close to $300,000. Well, Terrence, okay, we um, happy birthday. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you got to look at things on the bright side, right? I don't know what the bright side of this situation is, but yeah, happy birthday. Okay, now Rihanna has released her first Savage Fenty Pride collection. And uh, she said in a statement, Pride is all about appreciating your authentic self. I'm very excited about this collection and showing love and support to the LGBTQIA plus community, which includes so many of our customers, team members, and fans. So just so y'all know, her company is valued at more than $1 billion. And they Come have on announced now. an expansion into styles for men. Come on now. Yeah, you guys should get some Fenty because now they have men's stuff. You know, they got nice stuff. Oh, they didn't have men's stuff before. No, you. No, they you expanded into men's. Yeah, but it's it's. Yeah, I'm sure, Charlamagne. You said you use it before, right? I was joking. Oh, okay. It's a lingerie. But if guys. I did, I used to know what my number was. I don't remember no more though. We're talking about the lingerie. Oh no, never mind. I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the foundation. Never Let mind. Keep going. Fenty beauty. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, All right, no, now Coachella laundry. Festival has set their dates for 2022. Coachella? For the past two years, Coachella. Coachella, oh. not Cartella. Coachella. Sorry. After two years of COVID cancellations, they have announced the event will be back the weekends of April 15th to the 17th next year and April 22nd to the 24th. So they did an official announcement and on Twitter said, see you in the desert. Well, if you need a, a fix, Carcella is July 3rd in Atlanta, and Carcella is also August 14th in Atlantic City, your favorite celebrity car show. So make sure you get your tickets. 
I hope they send you a cease and desist. They can. I already trademarked it. I already did my homework. I put my lawyers on it already. I'm selling merch and all that already. They can. I double check, triple check, and quadruple check. Coachella is a place, bro. It's a place in California. Oh, that's the name of an actual town? Yes, I told you that I didn't know that. I thought that was the name of of a festival. No, I, yeah, I thought it was just a festival. The name of the town is Coachella. Because hey, it's not don't listen Coachella. to NBA. I'm not, Why are we listening to NBA? Ain't no damn coach. It is. It is. Oh, okay. I told you. I did my. Right. I, well, I had to. Okay. I'm googling anyway. Yeah, it's in Riverside <laughs> County, oh, California. In the Coachella Valley? Uh, yes. Uh, oh. I, I trade more Coachella, guys. Okay. When it comes to this business thing, I got some great Coachella's lawyers. Coachella's a place, too. Coachella's a place. <laughs> it's a place where my car show is. One is in Atlanta, July 3rd. Get your tickets right now. Or August 14th in Atlantic City. Come out for cars, rides, amusement, and all. Family fun for the whole Are you going to have movie. Jay-Z and Beyonce's new car there? No. That would be a great movie. Like them car thieves you were talking about. Like they come up with a big plot to rob DJ Envy's Carcella because they know that's where all the cars going to be at. Let's not put that out there. No, all I right, mean, it, it, it could never happen, report. but I'm saying that would be a great movie. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would. <laughs> I didn't say documentary, okay? <laughs> I said a fictional movie, all right? And that car that you speak of, that's uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce's, they were only four made, and they said Jay-Z has it. They said it was uh, priced at 9 to $11 million, but... It's already worth $34 million. Is that that's worth stealing? If you're a car thief? Would, yes would somebody, and no. Are you gonna, are you yeah, but where you going to sell it, it to? Yeah, who, who, that's who, what who, I'm saying. Is it worth it? Like, would somebody actually pay, pay that? No. That's, that's what I mean. You break it down for the parts. No. Mm-mm. All right. Well, we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, and let's talk about this university that is wiping out all student debt for 2020 and 2021 graduates. All right. Well, we'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You make me. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Last night, the Brooklyn Nets beat the Celtics 123-109. Hey. Yeah, the Nets look really, really good. I, I think the Nets are going to take it all. Bucks in seven, really second round against Mm-mm. the Nets. The Nets. Bucks in seven. Really good. I think the Nets going to take it. The Nuggets beat Portland 147-140, and the Suns. Beat the Lakers by 30, 115 to 85. That's the one I like. Series 3 2. That's the one I like. Even though, you know, the Lakers uh, have been injury prone all year long, but still watching the Lakers get bounced in the first round, it it, it warms my cold heart. Nothing I I enjoy more than texting uh, Laker fans when they're losing and being like, how are you? Just checking on you. And tonight, the Wizards take on the 76ers, Atlanta Hawks take on the Knicks, the Grizzlies take on the Jazz, and the Clippers take on the Mavericks. All right. What else we got, Yeezy? Wilberforce University, they are canceling out all student debt for 2020 and 2021 graduates. How amazing is that? Absolutely. That's nice. This HBCU was the first college to be owned and operated by African-Americans, as you know. And we did have the campus president on the show before. Envy, I recall you said you were going to do their homecoming, right? Yeah, I mean, I would love to. I mean, last year was pandemic, and this year I don't know what they're doing. I know some of the homecomings are opening. I would love to. All right. Now, they also excused overpaid tuition for students who owed so much they would not be able to register for fall classes during the pandemic. These loans, though, have to be provided directly from the school, not from state or federal programs. They can't cancel those for you, but they can cancel any loans that were provided from the school. Imagine how nice it would be to graduate from college without debt. All right, now, I don't know if you guys saw this video, but a, a Southern California teen pushed a bear off of a wall after it got into an encounter with the dogs at the family's home over the weekend. What How happened? dedicated are you to your dogs? Would you push a bear no. off the wall? No, not at all. With your dogs? The, the, no. the sign says beware a dog, not beware the owner, okay? 
That bear, that bear fighting that dog, that dog better handle his handle. And see, the thing with that bear is where the guy could have got really, really hurt was the bear was protecting his cubs. And that's when the bear is even more dangerous. But they go crazy. They go crazy, yep. And the, uh, the bear had grabbed the dog, which was, it was lifting the dog up off the ground. But if you love your dog enough, mm-hmm. don't you have a dog that you love? I do love my dog, but if it's if it's the bear, I'm gonna go get my my uh my shotgun. It's too too and, late. Then hey, he, he can't get both of us. What's that quote? If you see my dog in a fight with a bear, bet on the bear. <laughs> pray for the bear. Pray for the no, bear. Pray, pray for the dog. What is it? Pray for, no, <laughs> pray it's, it's for really the bear. Pray for the bear oh. but. <laughs> well, not in this situation. You better pray for that damn dog. Pray for the dog. Okay. All right, now a seven-year-old boy is credited for helping to save his father and four. Old sister. This was in Jacksonville, Florida. He swam to shore and called for help after they got caught in a strong current during a holiday weekend boating trip on Florida's St. John's River. The father told the television station he anchored his boat in the river while he fished and his children were playing. Now, according to the father, he said his the current was too strong for the sister to hold on to the boat, and he also let go to stay with her. Only the girl was wearing a life jacket and. Uh, the young Chase actually jumped in say, and managed to swim to shore and save them, get them saved. Isn't that amazing? No, that's amazing. I got to learn how to swim, man. Well, you heard, Jay-Z. <laughs> you too, Charlemagne. I definitely do. Y'all both don't know how to swim? Nope. Don't shame what us. The, you from? We already Florida? shamed each other yesterday. Goodness gracious. And Charlemagne, <laughs> you got kids. They, they 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 take swimming lessons. Wow. <laughs> All of them. They do. They can save him. They, they can they save, save, save him. Yeah. Goodness gracious. You see, Jay-Z just learned how to swim. I'm willing and to learn. Listen, I'm willing to learn to swim. I would pay to see them put you in the water and you trying to learn how to swim and move right. your arms and kick. I would pay for that. Yeah. Of course you would pay to see me wet, Sky. See, you always go too far. See, you you were just like, you, 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 you know. You said it. Go ahead, you. All right, well, that is your front page news. You really <laughs> missed me, to say, That's her rumor report. <laughs> that's her rumor report. You really missed me, bro. No, I don't. Yes, you did. Mm-mm. Okay. All right, well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Now, let's now, see how um, you do this transition. This is a great segue. I want to see it. <laughs> let's see it. Let's now, this, see. Is, this is based off a private school in New York City. They're under fire right now because okay. uh, they are teaching their first graders about masturbation. Okay, the wheels are coming out of the plane. Let's see how it lands. Let's go. Keep going. Do you think it's inappropriate at that age? Okay. 800-585-1051. Okay. okay. First graders learning about masturbation in school. What mm-hmm. age is that? That's six, that's six years old, right? Six years old. Uh, six. Maybe, eh, yeah, like six. Yeah, six. Yeah. Six years old. What are your thoughts? 800-585-1051. We'll talk about when, when we come back. When's the proper time to learn? I don't I don't want my kids learning about masturbation in school at age six. That's that's early. Like that's something that you figure your parents wanna kinda have that conversation, right? Maybe I've never had a conversation with my parents about masturbation ever in life. I think that's Me just either. one of those things that you just got to figure just out on your, own? on your own. Yes. I mean, who, who has anybody, I don't think, has anybody's parent ever taught them the proper way to masturbate? I don't know. I, I, I still haven't had the birds and bees combo yet. I still haven't had that. My dad the, still haven't had that with me. Hmm? I don't know that it's the proper way to masturbate, but it's just using the right uh, words and the right verbiage so that you're not uh, shaming your kids. So they know what it is that they're doing. They know not to do it in public and yeah. And not sexualizing it. Oh, we got audio? Eddie said we got audio. Yo, shut up. Huh? We ain't got no audio. Stop That's it, what Eddie just said. <laughs> Our producer just said that. Oh, oh, oh. You were excited. Penis gets big sometimes and points oh, up in the air. That's called an erection. Sometimes I touch my penis because it feels good. Sometimes <laughs> when I'm in my bath, 
or when mom puts me to bed, I like to touch my vulva too. You have a clitoris there, Kayla, that probably feels good to touch the same way Keith's penis feels good when he touches it. But have you ever noticed that older kids and grown-ups don't touch their private parts in public? It's okay to touch yourself and see how different body parts feel, but it's best to only do it in private. Nah, B. That's too yeah, much for my grade. First grade is a little bit too early. That's too much I, for I my just kids. feel like you planting planting seeds a little bit too early in first grade. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. I was not thinking about stuff like that in first grade. They, they did either. say that the average kid has masturbated by the age six. Age six. Yeah, I didn't masturbate until I was in my teens. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines. Let's talk about it. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking about a, a New York City private school. They are under fire right now for teaching first graders about masturbation. Do you think it's inappropriate at this age and this grade? What are your thoughts? And they actually have a video that the kids watched. Can, can we play the audio? How come my penis gets big sometimes and points up in the air? That's called an erection. Sometimes I touch my penis because it feels good. Sometimes when I'm in my bath or when mom puts me to bed, I like to touch my vulva too. You have a clitoris there, Kayla, that probably feels good to touch the same way Keith's penis feels good when he touches it. But have you ever noticed that older kids and grown-ups don't touch their private parts in public? It's okay to touch yourself and see how different body parts feel, but it's best to only do it in private. So 800-585-1051, what are your thoughts? Uh, we'll start with you, Yee. Yeah, I do think that it's important for parents to know what's going on when it comes to sex education in the classroom. I wish I would have learned about those things instead of having to figure it out on my own so that you can get the technical terms and understand it and not feel shame about it and not feel sexualized about your body. And I remember reading Chelsea Handler's book and she talked about in third grade, she went to a masturbation party and was masturbating all the time. And so... I don't know. I mean, some experts will say that, yes, uh, children as young as around six years old, that's the average age that kids start masturbating and wondering about their body. I don't know about masturbation, though. I think learning the technical terms for uh, your anatomy is important. But masturbation. But I also, it's just weird because I feel like you don't want them to also just learn it randomly on their own from seeing something. Kids are exposed to so much. Well, so I do feel like it should be like a consent form that gets sent to the house. Like, look, this is what we're teaching. Here's the video. If you have any issues, you can opt out. Yeah, well, this, this is the thing. Um, I mean, we've all masturbated as as children. We would never learn. We never were taught. We did. I didn't have that conversation with my parents. And I think the school is forcing parents to have that conversation. I, I don't think that's right. I, I, I don't think that the school should be allowed to have those or put those thoughts in those kids' minds at that early of an age without getting permission or allowing the parents to say yes or no. Uh, I didn't have that conversation. I figured it out on my own and it was something that, you know, you, you talk about later on in life. And I, I, don't, I don't think but you put that on the kids' Evan, mind you wouldn't want your kids, age. like if they came, if your kids came to you, maybe they heard something from another kid at school or something happened at school where the kid was another child in the classroom and they was masturbating or something. And then they came to you and asked you about it. Wouldn't you want them to be able to talk to you? Yeah, I mean, my kids could talk to me about anything. I mean, the reason that I had the sex talk with Madison and Logan, my older kids, 
Uh, I had that talk, I believe, when they were in like the third or fourth grade because uh, one of the other kids said something to them. But that was at that age. Think about it. That was 10, 11 years old, not at six, not being a first grader, just leaving kindergarten. I think that's too early, in my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, listen, to each his own. Personally, I think that's too young to be planting no seeds in a child's mind. Uh, I was not thinking about sex in first grade. I didn't think I didn't start thinking about sex until third grade. But that's because I started getting molested at eight. Sorry to be the dark guy here, but it is what it is. Okay. Before that, I was thinking about He-Man's and GI Joes. Now, if I'm a parent, uh, which I am, of three beautiful daughters, I should have to sign off on whether or not my kids learn that. Right. And furthermore, do you really need to be taught about masturbation? That's what I'm o- what do you teach? O- only thing you should know is that you don't do it in public. Other than that, figure it out on your own. And I read Chelsea Handler's book, too. And, you know, the reason somebody should have told her is because she was doing it in public everywhere. She would be doing it in front of people at the dinner table and all types of other stuff. Only thing that you should know about masturbation is you don't do it in public. That's it. That's the only thing you should know. I think. Okay. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello. Who's this? Hi, this is Candace. Hey, Candace. What are your thoughts about that school teaching uh, first graders about masturbation? I believe that um, masturbation should be taught at a young age, but at home first. But what about parents like Envy and Charlamagne that don't want to teach their kids that young about it? Um, I think that they should just teach them because you don't want them to learn it from somewhere else. I have a a, uh, five-year-old daughter that I caught just sitting in front of the TV playing with herself, and I had to talk to her about it and let her know, you know, I asked her, did it feel good? And... She was like, yes. And I had to talk to my five-year-old daughter about, like, you can't do that. In public. I want her to, right. I wouldn't know. We were at home. No, but I'm saying, but, you, but she was still doing it in front of the TV, right? So that's still out in the open. So you gotta right, t- right. you tell her how to do it discreetly. I don't know how somebody teaches you how to masturbate. I, n- I never had anybody teach me how to masturbate. No. Well, I also, my best friend's um, son was doing it in school. Once and again. Only thing we got to teach kids is not how to do it in public. That's I agree, but I agree that we should do it at home and not let the school teach them. True, I agree okay. with that. Well, thank you. And you also don't want you have to give some explanation because you don't want them to feel shame about something later on in life, too, right? You want to explain what it is, yeah. what's going on. But, but you know, you don't also, want to, like you just can't do that in front of people. Like it's a shameful thing. You kind of have to explain to kids. I would think. Yeah, but it's also uh, how you raise your kids, right? Because. Uh, I teach my kids that, you know, as far as wiping, you know, you don't just pull your, your wee-wee out or you just don't be exposed to anything. You don't use the word penis, you say wee-wee? I say wee-wee to my kids. I don't say penis, I say wee-wee. But you just don't pull it out regardless. So my kids know to cover themselves up. So I don't, I, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I don't think my kids would do that in public because they're already taught not to show themselves I mean, like that's that. A, that's, a good, I mean? That's, that's a good way. You teach them like, yo, some things are, are, are meant for the bathroom. Like that, this, That's why they call it private parts. You call them right. private parts for a reason. You don't. Right. We, we don't whip out and pee everywhere. So you're not gonna whip out and masturbate everywhere. This is. A, I don't like this conversation. I'm gonna be honest with you. The only reason I don't like this conversation because it just feels uncomfortable. Like I just don't think that is something you should be addressing with for with, with six, six year olds. Six year olds. Yes. No. Yes. I just don't. All right. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. We'll take some more of your calls when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club Top. Come on. 800-585-1051.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about this uh, school in New York. Uh, it's a private school. Dalton. Dalton. They're under fire right now because they're teaching first graders about masturbation. Here's the audio if you missed it. How come my penis gets big sometimes and points up in the air? That's called an erection. Sometimes I touch my penis because it feels good. Sometimes when I'm in my bath or when mom puts me to bed, I like to touch my vulva too. You have a clitoris there, Kayla, that probably feels good to touch the same way Keith's penis feels good when he touches it. But have you ever noticed that older kids and grown-ups don't touch their private parts in public? It's okay to touch yourself and see how different body parts feel, but it's best to only do it in private. So we're asking, what are your thoughts? Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's going on? It's Adrian from Brooklyn. What's good, Breakfast Club? Adrian, what's up? Peace, peace. So I just think that's too much. Yo, Uncle Charlotte, you know, you always talk about, you know, people, um, you know, being one way about their family and making sure that they protect their, their mental health. I think that's inflicting too much on a, on a young kid. Like, at six years old? Yeah, that's, that's a lot to think about. I wasn't thinking about sex at six. No. And I think that advances it now, too, because now I got to now I learn about my penis. I want to know what I'm doing. Like, it's it's too many questions from then. And like you said, they should be thinking about G.I. Joe's math, reading, sports. You're stealing a childhood from them. Let them be kids. And, yeah. and who, who knows? You, who knows better than the parents that gauge their child to know when they're ready to talk to them about that? You feel me? That's right. And I mean, if you catch if you catch your kid, you know, masturbating, then you have the conversation. But other than that, I just don't see why we planting those seeds in a six year old's mind. I'll be honest. I don't like those cartoons that show uh, a lot of, uh, you know, too much of relationships in the cartoons. I think that's a lot of pressure on kids when they see that and they feel like, oh, I have to have a girlfriend. I have to have a boyfriend. I don't like any of that either. Just let kids be kids. In my opinion. Hello, who's this? Ernestine. Hey, Good Ernestine. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. How are you all? Blessed, black, and highly favored. How are, How are you? Yes, sir. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. So what's your thoughts, Mama? My thoughts is my 11-year-old and I was listening to you all yesterday morning when we heard this, and I proceeded to ask him about his body. Oh. And it was very informative and very enlightening. I want to say kudos to this teacher for helping my relationship with my son become more trusted. Okay. So it worked for you. It helped you out. Yes, it did. Um, but how old is your son? 11. She's 11. He's 11. Yeah. I ain't mad at 11. I'm mad at 6. Well, my my cousin, she, she received her, her lady friend at 8. And down in the South... Her period, you mean? Yes. yes yeah, you confused me. Her lady friend. Now, I was like, what? Now, the, her lady friend. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly what you was talking about. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I do. And I don't even get one. You sure? So, it's questionable. So, <laughs> so, therefore, I was glad to hear her bring that out. Now, the verbiage that she used, that they used, I might have wanted to use some of that verbiage, but it gave us the opportunity to speak and I asked him questions and I found out that things are happening with his body. So now I can be on top of it and I can ask him a little more because these things are serious. And you know, I don't want my child to uh, go out out there and do things that I did when I was his age or a little older. Right. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I guess you said like to each his own. What's the moral of the story? 
I mean, like you said, the moral of the story to me is to each his own. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm not knocking anybody, but I think it should be a choice. Like, I think mm-hmm. if schools are going to do that, you know, they have to send out forms to the parents, you know, asking the parents, do we want our kids you know, to indulge in this kind of information, which which I'm probably sure they did. I'm not. I don't think they just sprung that on the kids. I would hope so. All right. Well, we got. Hey, but I do little- think it's important to let kids know that it's it's normal for them, uh, you know, to touch their own genitals and not to shame them about it or make them feel sexualized in any way. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's talk about Ebony K. Williams. She's taking some time off of social media, and that is because of some Real Housewives of New York race issues. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah? Yes, sir. Hey. Why are y'all acting like y'all have never done this before? I don't know. I don't know why he's just like, you know, right. like he's not here. Now, can y'all hear me? Man, shut up. Yeah. Man. Oh, I can't hear No, I don't know. How can I can't we tell you to myself. shut up if we couldn't hear you? Shut up. <laughs> yeah, because usually I can hear myself bounce back in the headphones, but I couldn't hear myself. But oh, anyway. Oh, my God. You got to stop doing edibles at 6 in the morning, bro. Ain't no edibles. It's, I'm broadcasting out of Detroit. Oh, you definitely doing edibles if you're in Detroit. No, but shout to House of Mary Jane in Detroit. I did stop there uh, before I did my club last night. Let me also shout out to Minnie's. Minnie's is a a black-owned restaurant out in Detroit, and we stopped there to have some lunch there yesterday. So shout to everybody in the D. I had a great time in Detroit last night, heading home today. That's right. Say big up to D. Go ahead, Envy. Say it. Big up to D. All right. Yes, and I've been out here in in Tulsa, Oklahoma for the past couple of days. As y'all know, 100 years since the Tulsa massacre. I've just been getting education on making sure I'm around in the city and just seeing everything here. It's historic to I, be here. I was so. thinking about that. I was talking to uh, uh, Angela Rye yesterday, dropping a clue bounce for Angela Rye. She was out there all weekend doing things too. And I really feel like like Joe Biden should not have showed up in Greenwood empty-handed yesterday. Find a, find find a, billion, a billion dollars. dollars. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why am I echoing all, all of a sudden? sudden? That was weird. <laughs> Did y'all hear it? It was. Yes. <laughs> I just started mm-hmm. echoing all of a sudden. But find a billion dollars. Y'all can find money for other nonsense. All right. America spent $1.5 trillion on an F-35 fighter jet. They can find some billions for those folks who live through Black Wall Street absolutely. and their children and grandchildren. Come on. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, yeah, I agree with that. Well, we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Yes, let's talk about Real Housewives of New York. You know, Ebony K. Williams says she needed to take a break from social media. We'll tell you what happened last night. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. So Rap Caviar's 2010's hip-hop Mount Rushmore list was what everybody was talking about last week. So as you know, Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole were on their Mount Rushmore, but who was going to get in that fourth spot? So people had a choice. Was it Nicki Minaj, Future, Kanye West, and Lil Wayne? Well, according to fan votes, Nicki Minaj gets that fourth spot on Mount Rushmore for uh, the 2010s. Um, I'm not I'm not opposed to that. Uh, but I, I I look at Nikki as like her own entity. She's like the the Mona Lisa, or that statue of uh Abraham Lincoln sitting in front of that building. Like she's mm. she's she's her own monument. I I would have to put Future on on the Mount Rushmore for the 2010s. I mean, <laughs> Future Future as far as influence and and the different Ooh. what. Influence. Nicki Minaj has amazing influence. When it comes to Nick, to influence, I will put Nicki Minaj above that. Over Future? Yeah, influence all around. It was every rapper and their mama was sounding like Future for a period mm-hmm. of time. All over the world. From from New York to the UK. Like, I, I don't know. I, for, for me, it's Future. 
Footage. Nah, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be mad at Future, but I wouldn't be mad at Nicki Minaj. I'm not Nicki mad Minaj at Nicki either. Deserves that too. I think I just, Nicki Minaj, I, I, what she did as a lyricist, what she did for her albums, her streaming, the trend she set. Yo, she yo, bro, Future was I the number. Future was the number five most streamed artist of the 2010s. Period. Of any musical yeah. genre, Future was number five. I definitely five. voted for Nicki Minaj, but yeah, well, well, the fans voted for her too, so she got about forty percent of the votes. Then Kanye West had thirty-three percent. Future actually Kanye. had seventeen point nine percent. Yes, Kanye was one of the ones, and Little Wayne had nine point one. So it was Nicki, then Kanye, then Future, then Wayne. And the reason, I, and the reason I say you have to give Nicki, her, like Nicki, like her own monument, is because there, the female rap genre was like kind of dead. Before, not kind of, it was. Pretty dead before Nicki Minaj, but that's why I think she 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 deserves that Mount Rushmore spot because, like you said, it, the, the female game at the time was dead, and she brought it back to life. So I think she deserves that spot. I, up there. I think she's her and own. And I also monument. think men or women. I think Nicki Minaj holds her own with the men too. A hundred. You know, I know a lot of times we like to separate it, but it doesn't matter. If she's a woman, a man. I would be go mad up against either, all of them. I wouldn't be I'm mad not mad either, right. but it's hard to deny Future Hendrix, bro. I mean, it's hard to deny Nicki too. But man, y'all be sleeping on Future. All right, now, Ebony K. Williams is taking some time off of social media. Before the episode last night of Real Housewives of New York, she posted this. Tonight's episode and next week's episode are really intense and really important. And I want you to lean into them and I want you to watch them. But the reason I'm taking this uh, social media break for the next two weeks is because I want to leave y'all to yourselves to have discussion and debate and conversation around what you're gonna see tonight. And I guess I'm gonna pull a Naomi Osaka and, and pull back to protect my peace. All right, now what happened on that episode last night? Well, listen, it feels like they were treating her differently than they were treating Leah, right? And as you know, Ebony Key Williams is the first black cast member on Real Housewives of New York. And so there's this angry black woman trope that was being pushed and here's what happened on the episode. Why are you getting so angry? Why are you yelling? Oh, so now right I'm now. the angry black woman. She, I didn't like Luann equating, making a false equivalency yeah. between people's education. No. What, what did she say? I didn't know tequila. You're an angry woman right now. Our dear friend Leah McSweetie, not five minutes ago, storms off in a mad dash and we don't see her ass no more. And nobody called Leah angry. I simply take a visceral response to something that felt deeply personal and painful to me and I'm immediately called angry. She's right. She didn't sound angry at all to me. Now, Leah definitely yelled, stormed out of the house. No one said anything about Leah being angry. And then Ebony speaks up for herself and wasn't even mad, didn't raise her voice, was very controlled, and she gets called angry. So okay. here is what else happened later on in that episode where she feels like she deserves an apology from Luann. I can't be in a friend group that is not going to have the consciousness to say, Ebony's experience in this country is vastly different than mine. Listen, Luann is here. You don't have to educate her. All you have to do is explain what you meant that she didn't hear. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to Lou as an adult. What I hope she apologizes for is her defaulting to a very stereotypical trope about women of color and our reactions and emotions. Yeah, that has to be exhausting, explaining yourself to a bunch of white folks on TV every week. So I, I don't blame Ebony. You have to know in the disconnect. I don't think the human brain has the bandwidth to take all those opinions that I'm sure come from that show every every week. Yeah, I was right, going to say, I just, I don't, I don't mm -hmm. like that, that, that show because she can't 
preach, I guess, give her own narrative, right? And, and watching the show, it seems like everything that they do with Ebony, they make it about race. Now, they film a lot of hours, but it seems like that's where the show is trying to put Ebony, and I don't like that. Because she's more than just, she's more than just, uh, it's all about race, it's all about race, it's all about race. She's, she's very intellectual, she's an attorney, she has a lot going on, and I just don't like that narrative for Ebony. That's they what I've seen. They promoted it like that, though, her being the first black, you know. Mm-hmm. Housewife on real Housewives of New York. I mean, these women need a reality check, though. You got to think on this show, there's a lot of issues. Absolutely. And they don't know what it's like to be around black women. So I do think it's important. But if you watch the show, that's not all it's about all the time, but that's what goes viral. That's what it seems like whenever, anytime I watch it. Yeah, I just know that this is already like six episodes in. Yeah, there's just so many everyday life experiences that cause mental health issues, but social media magnifies them times a million. So I understand her disconnecting. Salute to Ebony K. Williams. And make sure you listen to the Holding Court podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network, hosted by Ebony K. Williams and Dustin Ross. Good job. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Missy. Shalabai, who you giving that donkey to? Man, speaking of disconnecting, can we really talk about one of these challenges that these kids are out here doing that needs to end? Maybe your old Uncle Charlotte is late, but we need to talk about this dry scoop challenge, okay, and what it did to a young woman, all right? We'll discuss. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. By using brands like Dove and Hellman's, you're supporting Unilever and the everyday good they do. Like donating more than $25 million worth of everyday products and services to groups like Feeding America this year. Visit UnileverDoesGood.com to support communities impacted by the pandemic. You get donkey of the day, you you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day, you you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eyes. Mm. They want this man to throw them gloves, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yes. The Breakfast Club, bitch. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Ed Sharon, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, June 2nd, goes to all you youngins who are out there participating in this new TikTok challenge called Dry Scooping. Now, as your old Uncle Charlotte laid on this fad, uh, has this been going on via uh, Tic Tac for a while? And I'm just realizing it doesn't matter. A message is a message. Okay, let's TikTok, discuss. By the way, TikTok. Shut up. Shut up. Now, what is dry scooping? Uh, dry scooping is when people consume a spoonful of workout powder with no water. Can you imagine? Uh, some people are comparing this to another challenge that I never heard of, and that is the cinnamon challenge. Has it, have any of y'all ever heard of the cinnamon challenge? No. Okay, look, I can't keep up either, okay? I am 42 years old participating in the just trying to stay mentally healthy as a black man in America challenge, okay? Sidebar, life is really good when you ha- when you have to make up challenges. You know how good your life has to be in order for you to make up challenges? Trust me, I get challenged every day. I don't need to be on Toxic to be challenged, okay? Now, Briatney uh, Portillo is 20 years old. She's an OnlyFans model, and she was at her striptease job. I don't even know what that is. Does that mean she's a stripper? Uh, she was at her script tease job and she did the dry scoop challenge where she swallowed a spoonful of dry workout powder and then she started sweating uncontrollably. Uh, Brittany told BuzzFeed that she started to feel tingly and itchy all over her body. She did her Googles and Google told her it was a normal side effect and then she began to do a workout. She started feeling a heaviness in her chest, a slight pain. She thought she was having an anxiety attack so she ignored it and she pushed through her workout. She went on about her day and later that day, you know what? Never mind. Listen to Brittany explain it herself. 
I had a heart attack, as most of you guys know, <gasps> from taking this Redcon 1 Total War, and I dry scooped it. But I think even if I put it in water, I would have been asked out anyways. Um, my symptoms were heavy chest and chest pains, but I ignored it, and I continued doing my workout because I'm not a beta. And then I had nausea and fatigue, and then I went home and I took a shower. And then when I went to work, I was in the locker room because y'all know I'm a, I'm a stripper hoe. And I got chest pains again, and it went to my back, and then my left side started hurting, and my left side went limp. And that's when I knew it was a heart attack and not anxiety. A whole heart attack because you want to talk on ticks? Let me tell you kids something, man. Poor little Tick Tick ain't dying for you. Okay, neither is the gram, neither is YouTube. Every day y'all take penitentiary chances, you risk your life trying to go viral. Okay, if this young woman would have died, she would have been a, a, a blog, maybe. And we would be moving on to the NBA playoffs or whatever the next challenge is today. Okay, I don't know anything about dry scooping. I come from the era of dry humping. That's what the challenge was for us when we were young. Dry humping with clothes on, okay? Dry scooping for what? What is that? That's what I always ask myself before I do something. For what? Why am I doing this? What's the reason? I can't think of any valid reason to swallow a spoonful of workout powder with no water. Why? Why? To go viral? I need to see what the afterlife looks like because I have a feeling that a lot of these folks who died trying to go viral end up in limbo because God simply doesn't know what to do with them and Satan not sure if he wants them either. Okay, God like, well, I mean, they haven't really done anything to get past these pearly gates and Satan like, well, it's not like they committed a sin. So now you're just in the afterlife out here. Okay, participating in the find somewhere to spend eternity challenge all because you want to play with ticks. All right. Do you think the younger generation really understands what death is? Or do you think they dread being old so much that they don't care because they want to die young anyway? Let me tell you something. Dying young ain't it. No, sir. Trust me. Life has done nothing but get better as I've gotten older. In the words of Pastor Young, Jeezy, that is, minus the BS, life is great. How about you kids focus on the get old challenge? Okay. Do things that will help you stay alive as long as possible. Focus on your overall health, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Cut out the carbs and social media challenges, especially challenges that can lead to health issues, some fatal. Okay, let's leave the talks and ticks for music. I thought kids went on talk talk and danced and sang along the songs. But they over there ingesting powder and it's not even cocaine, it's workout powder. I don't care if it's a TikTok, a brown dog tick, a deer tick, a lone star tick, an American dog tick, the tick tick your fake Rolex does, none of it is worth dying over. Please give all those kids participating in the dry scoop challenge, the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the Remember, ticks are for kids. Mm. Is that it? Mm hmm. <laughs> I don't think I want to play right. a game. Nah, I don't want to no. play a game today. Mm -mm. It don't matter. Mm -mm. I don't want to play a game with mm -mm. y'all today. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm hmm. Up next, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What, 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 what you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask You. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on.
relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Shayla. Hey, what's your question for Ye? I want to ask me what would she think would be a best advice to get away from someone when they've threatened you and your kids? So you're he's threatening you? Yeah. What? Like put a knife behind your tires so you won't go anywhere. Yeah. First of all, I'm concerned about you. Have you reported this to the police? I've called the police, the police. And and then this is the thing. We have kids in common. He's not on any of the birth certificates. I made sure he wasn't there because I knew how he was. I tell the police that they tell me they can't do anything because um, he's presumed to be the father. But your phone, your phone is breaking up. Can you pick the phone up? Yes. The passenger side is the driver's side is broken. The dash is broken. The hood is broken. And he said he hit a mailbox. But how can a mailbox? It's like when he went to jail, everything that I got while he was away, he's upset. So he broke dresses, TV, like whatever I got on my own is broken. So I'm like, now that you've broken everything, what else? What oh else happened me? And when I'm leaving, we just had two kids not too long ago. She was two weeks ago, and he had her by her onesie up and was like, you're not going anywhere, dangling her like how Michael Jackson had that baby over that balcony. That's how he had her. Like, you're not going anywhere. Like, he jumped on top of me. Like, I'm thinking, even if I do call the police, it takes them a minute to get here. Man, listen, I think, so he's outside right now? He's in the house. Do you have anybody you can call, like family members, anyone? Because I'm concerned about you. I'm concerned about your children. It's not that easy to just leave. Because I can, like, yesterday he was like, you can have a conversation. I'm like, okay, I don't want to go. He starts throwing stuff, upset. Like, it's like, I can't just tell him I want to leave, Angela. It's not going to happen. And I got little kids. I don't want him to I I understand that, but these little kids' lives are in danger. Are you concerned about him getting arrested and you don't want him to get arrested? No. Okay, so you need to get, you need to call the police. You need to call the police. You need to get a restraining order against them immediately. Angela, okay, I'm in Florida, right? I mm-hmm. lived in a duplex. He broke all my windows to the duplex, took it downtown. They told me it wasn't room for an injunction because damage of property is not something in Florida for an injunction. They denied it. That is ridiculous. Listen, I think this this is a way more serious issue than we can deal with. And I'm concerned about you in this immediate time right now. So we want to make sure that we get you the help that you need. Um, you need to get a restraining order against him. But I can't imagine if he's done this right now, you called the police and they're not coming. No, no. He did this the other day. I called the police and they okay. took them. They did nothing. Told me they could do nothing. Called to talk to a corporal. Nothing. They told me they can't end. In the state of Florida, if you're not on the birth certificate, the mother has full custody. So I'm telling them that, and they don't want to hear me. Oh, presumably, because he's been in their lives. I don't care. These are why I didn't put him on the child support. I mean, on, on the birth certificate so that he won't be able to do these things. You need right. to go downtown. When I go downtown to talk to a legal person, they tell me, hey, leave it alone. Like, if I go after him for child support, it opens up for him to get right. Um, 
once, because the first step is DNA. So once it proves that he's the father, then that opens up a whole world of what rights he has. They're telling me, mm-hmm. if I don't want that, then I don't pursue him. He's not on child support, no nothing. Listen, I think this is something you should be talking to a lawyer about, first of all, because you need to know what all of your options are. All right. We're going to find something for you. Hold on the line. Let's get your information. Yeah. Because I am concerned about your safety. I don't want him to hear this or someone tell him. So hold on. Let's get your information and let's figure out what we can do. All right. Hold on. Okay. 800-585-1051. Ask Yee's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Get some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Howdy, man. Gregory. Hey, what's up, bro? What's your question for you? So my question is, how do you handle a situation with your lady when she's very aggressive because she's very insecure when you interact with females at work or um, someone's always calling you? So your woman gets upset about you working with other women? Yeah, uh, and interact with women in general. Like, females are always in my face, or um, it's just nothing I can do when I work with literally females all day, every day, or uh, we go out and um, to dinner or something like that, and she's always getting upset or she wants to fight as soon as, you know, a female's in my face. Oh, my gosh. Listen, that's difficult. And I want to say the issues that she has aren't necessarily with you and these other women. It's with herself, right? It sounds like she has a lot of insecurities. Yeah. And I try to, you know, so, accommodate her as much as I can or just over-accommodate. Right, because she's going to end up ruining this relationship with her insecurities. And I know that is not an attractive thing when someone's always upset or always jealous or always feeling like you're doing something or somebody wants you. Now, where do her insecurities stem from? Was it always like this? Um, I believe so. When I first met her, she had a few issues, but, um, you know, we kind of like got past it. I always talk to her and just kind of hash it out and see what I could do to make her feel more comfortable. Um, but it always turns out, turns out um, you know, kind of being one of those things where it's, it's something that's always coming up. Yeah, it feels like she has to get to the root of the issues that she has herself. Like perhaps did she have some bad relationships before you? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done anything? Have you guys ever had any issues where she couldn't trust you or something happened and she found out? No, I've never cheated. Nothing, you know, nothing, even in my phone, like nothing. Right. So that's definitely not fair to you. And she's got some things that she has to deal with you because you can't come into a relationship like that and think that you guys will flourish. You're going to get sick of this, of having to explain and she's going to drive herself crazy. Just thinking that every time something happens, you know, you're doing something or every time you're around a woman, it's an issue. So what she needs to do is get some help for herself. And that means that she might have to seek professional help. But what she has to understand on your behalf is you can't always uh, cut her some slack and try to accommodate her. You have to let her know this is unacceptable for you and it's crippling you and what you have to do for a living. There's no way you're going to be in a world where there's no women around, period. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So one more question. So what if she's very like aggressive and like every time she gets in an argument or we get in an argument, it's like she wants to fight and like put her hands on me. She definitely should never put her hands on you ever. Okay, just like a man shouldn't put his hands on a woman, a woman should never put her hands on a man. And I don't want you to be in a relationship where you could potentially end up getting into a physical altercation and she calls the cops on you. Yeah. And so you need to let her know that you're concerned about that because I've always heard, and, and I agree with this, if you feel like things have to get physical in a relationship, it's time to walk away. Nobody should be putting their hands on you. Okay. 
because I promise you things aren't going to get any better if this doesn't get handled right away. And she's got to deal with some issues herself. And I don't want you to put yourself in a position now where she's throwing things or she hurts you or you're restraining her. And now she's saying you did something to her. Okay. So uh, uh, the best situation would be going to therapy. Yeah, and she definitely, it sounds like she definitely needs that. It feels like you care a lot and you want to help her work through those issues and you've been really patient, but now she has to take some accountability. It can't just be you accommodating her. She has to take accountability for her, her irrational actions. Okay, okay, I appreciate it. I, I thought it was just me, but okay. I feel a lot better now. Okay, good. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. No I problem. you all every morning, so I, I really learn something every day. All right, okay. good luck, brother. Ask ye 800-585-1051 Now we got rumors on the way Yes and find out what Mike Tyson said Really helped him out And I know these aren't legal in a lot of places But we'll tell you what it is if you're able to try it Alright we'll get to it next It's the Breakfast Club good morning Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Mike Tyson. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report talk to with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Mike Tyson did an interview with Reuters, and he talked about how shrooms improved his mental health. He said, everyone thought I was crazy. I bit this guy's ear off after that 1997 fight. He said, I did all this stuff. And once I got introduced to the shrooms, my whole life changed. It's scary to even say that. To think where I was almost suicidal to this now isn't life a trip, man. It's amazing medicine. And people don't look at it from that perspective. He said, I believe this is good for the world. If you put 10 people in a room that don't like each other and give them some psychedelics, they'll be taking pictures with each other. Put 10 people in a room who don't like each other and give them some liquor. They'll be shooting everybody. That's real talk. Yeah, most um, most healers I know, most people who practice mindfulness, they call it plant-based medicine. Um, I, I, I was going to do it in uh, over New Year's Eve, but I punked out. Uh, well, shrooms are still illegal in many parts of the world, including the U.S., and a lot of medical professionals warn against self-medicating with them. But, you know, I've done it before, yeah, microdosing. I, I meant to ask again, just, just what does it do? What, what does it feel like? I'm too scared. I'm a chicken to take shrooms. So how does it make you feel? What do you see? I just um, imagine, I think- like... Super Mario Brothers live in my head or something. I don't know. Yeah, it just kind of heightens uh, whatever mood you're in. So if you're not in a good mood, I always say do not try it then. Make sure you're in a safe space with people you trust by yourself in nature. And it can be an amazing experience. And I say microdose. Like, don't take too much. Mm-hmm. You know, especially the first time you do it, just a little bit. And the good thing is that when it wears off, you don't feel anything afterward. It just goes through your system because it is poisonous mushrooms. By the way, Mario Brothers is all based off a shroom trip. You do realize that, right? You know yeah. that. Yeah, that's why I said it. Mm-hmm. It's like a, I was like in Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. you know? All right. Now, Gabrielle Union is talking about her black experience in Hollywood. You know, she was on Friends and that is the whitest white show. And she talked about the way that they treat you. In this interview, she was uh, discussing being on a hit show on CBS and then going to uh, go work on another show and how they kind of made her feel like she didn't know what she was doing. That dual consciousness, though, is what prepares me to go then do an episode of Friends after being on City of Angels. When they're like, Gabby, do you know what a mark is? Yeah, I'm an actor. Didn't have to audition for this job because I was just on a hit show on CBS. But the man talked to me in sing-song voice for the whole week. But I'd been there. Do buckwheat. We love it when you entertain us. That's when we're most comfortable. 
I never watched Friends. If I knew Gabrielle Union was on there, I probably would have watched it. She was a regular. She wasn't on there a lot, but you know, David Schwimmer, who was on the show, he also was very aware of the fact that um, there weren't any people of color. So he had said that he wanted to have girlfriends on the show who were women of color. Mm. So I think Aisha Tyler was on the show as well. But yeah, I've watched Friends because it came on after Seinfeld. That was really why. So the TV would still be on. I never watched Seinfeld either. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't. I, I never missed watched out. those either. I missed yep. out on that great white entertainment. Yep, never seen those either. I enjoy I enjoy Seinfeld, but I will say I didn't watch it till it was in reruns. I didn't watch it when it like came on, but there would be times I'd be at home and then you end up watching a bunch of episodes of Seinfeld. Pretty good show. Mm, and Curb Your Enthusiasm. And Curb nope. Your Enthusiasm Curb which was came great. after Seinfeld. I never watched none of those. No, I'd rather Curb. watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air or the Cosby show in reruns. I, I never watched none of those. I watched I, I did watch those of course, but I watched I did watch Curb. I only episode yeah, of Seinfeld I remember is when uh Kramer was on stage calling everybody the N word. That's, that's, that's when I, I stopped watching Seinfeld. And that was not on Seinfeld. That was actually real stand-up that he was doing, and he got upset. <laughs> and he used that. And then, I, that, actually, I didn't watch it anymore after that. Oh, that. But, you know, a lot of people, a lot like Wale, yeah, that was in real life. Uh, oh. You know, Wale did a whole album based off of Seinfeld. Yep, Seinfeld. And had Seinfeld on the album. That's right. That's right. The album about nothing, All right. right? No, that mm-hmm. wasn't it. Wasn't it? I don't remember. Yeah, because that's what the show was about, nothing, when he pitched the show. And then Curb Your Enthusiasm, obviously, the creator, Larry David, created Seinfeld. So it was kind of life after Seinfeld. That's what that show was based on. Mm. All right, now, Jeezy has called out some promoters in Detroit over an event that people thought he was going to be performing, but he wasn't. Here's what he said. the contract, it says day party. I just wanted to pull up and see my people real quick, get in and get out. It was unorganized, understaffed, and chaos. I got there. You know, nobody knew what to do. They wanted to put me in the skybox for me to watch the crowd from there. Absolutely not. I got my crew together. We walked down to the bleachers so we could see the people. Wanted to go downstairs, but there was nobody there, including the promoter that can get us there. So you know how I'm rocking. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I ain't never did nothing in Detroit for no money. So if y'all mad at anybody, you better be mad at that promoter. Right. It was an Occupy the Corner bike giveaway that they were doing. All right. Now, in addition to that, Kelly Price had some issues with a Texas promoter who did not pay her. Okay, don't play with our money. Here's what she said. You would tell the people at the venue that I canceled tonight because I was too upset about my grandmother. If I was too upset about my grandmother, I would have never got on the plane. I don't know who your grandma is. I know who mine is. But whoever raised you should be ashamed today because they raised a liar and they raised a cheater. And they raised somebody that don't pay their bills. And they raised somebody that would blame a woman for them being less than a man and not being able to handle his business. Damn. Mm. Woo! She was supposed to be on there with Life Jennings and stand-up comedian Marcus D. Wiley as well. And don't know what happened, but she Jeez. did call out the promoter. Kendrick James and, and Rev Up Nation. She called them horrible, disgusting, and despicable. And she said they don't deserve the platform of a promoter. You just got to go find the Lord after that read. You got to go figure your life out. <laughs> All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I also want to say that both those situations you just played, uh, Kelly Price and Jeezy, just make me want to stay in the house. Okay. I was a homebody before <laughs> the pandemic, but the pandemic really showed me where I like to be. And that's home. Okay. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, thank you for that rumor report. Uh, Revolt is off this week. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Let's go. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Uh, I'm back home tomorrow. Let me shout out. I, I was all over the place this weekend. So let me just shout out to some of the people I've seen. Uh, first, I was in DR Friday and Saturday. 
Shout to uh, Kino and Dita promoters. They are uh, huge promoters all over the country. So shout to them. Uh, then shout out to everybody in Miami. I was at Booby Trap. Booby Trap is uh, probably one of the best strip clubs I've been to in a long time. Had a great time at Booby Trap. So shout to family at Booby Trap. Then I went to Vegas, Daylight Vegas, the pool party. I had a great time. I'm running into so many people, so I'm getting to see people again. I'm out and about. And then uh, we closed out in uh, Detroit. What up, Doe? My family, uh, R&B Tuesdays, Quiet Storm. So I just want to say shout to everybody. Thank you so much for showing all the love. And uh, it's glad to be back outside, man. It's glad to be Evan, you've been outside. Not like this. This is full capacity. I'm not going to lie, man. All you did was just give me anxiety. Everything that you just said made my feet and back hurt, okay? I don't know how y'all be running them streets still. I enjoy it, man. I love, we've been home for the last damn near two years. And I can't wait to be home, home for another two. What, not like this. How you been home for two years? I said almost. <laughs> About a year. year March thirteenth, it'll be two years. Yeah, um, but you know, I wanted to come out to Tulsa, Oklahoma, for this uh, historic one hundred years since the Tulsa massacre. I've never been to Oklahoma before at all, period. Let alone Tulsa, Oklahoma. So it was definitely an experience to be here. So thank you to everybody in Tulsa, Oklahoma, for welcoming me. And yeah, it's been it's been like kind of. I don't even know how to explain it. You think about how and so they built up this whole black Wall Street just for them uh, to get massacred, killed, get everything taken away and then still never get any compensation for that. Yeah, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. That's why I said I don't even think Joe Biden should have went there empty handed. You know what I mean? When you look at this country and you can see that they, you know, cut a check for one point five trillion for a failed F-35 fighter jet. How can you not compensate? You know, the individuals who actually lived through that massacre that was Black Wall Street and their children and their grandchildren. Like, God damn, $1.5 trillion for an F-35 fighter jet that didn't even work? You can find a couple billion for these people. You don't think? Yeah, some of those descendants, they would have been, like, super rich now. They was like the black Jeff Bezos back then. You know, it's just what these people could have had and what their family could have had, what could have been passed down, is, was all taken away from them. And, it's and ins- it still hasn't been the same. And it's insane because, we, you know, people like to say, oh, pull it up, pull them up by your bootstraps. And, you know, you can make things happen yourself. It did. But then when they did, you blew it up. You massacred them for it. It's right. <laughs> It's strange. And also, shout out to our newest family member out in Flint, Michigan, 98.9 The Beat. All right? We appreciate you guys, and uh, welcome to the family. When we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, you got a positive note, Charlamagne? I do. It comes courtesy of Don Miguel Ruiz. You know I love Don Miguel Ruiz. I love Toltec wisdom. Don Miguel Ruiz says, when we believe in lies, we cannot see the truth. So we make thousands of assumptions, and we take them as truth. One of the biggest assumptions we make is that the lies we believe are the truth. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 